2: Today's program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Uh, you can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net. Uh, you can uh, send a donation to Adam Graham, PO Box 1591315913, 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. Uh, you can also use the Zelle app to send a Box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, and, uh, You can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just check out patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for our final episode of Indictment. And this one we can't give you an exact date for, but uh, we're pretty sure it's from September of 1958. And the title is Grand Slam Heist. Indictment.
3: A formal written charge of crime as the basis for trial of the accused. Indictment The drama you are about to hear is from New York City and is based on stories of the criminal law with authentic procedures as detailed by Eliezer Lipsky former assistant district attorney of New York. It is the assistant district attorney who directs criminal investigations, assembles facts and witnesses, builds the case to adjust
4: indictment.
5: All right, that finishes up the stoves and jackets. Now, Mary, we come to the coats. Take a new sheet right down at the top coat. Mink. Yes, Mr. Clowney. Wait a minute. Phil, for heaven's Two sake, way. you're going to take inventory or you're going to listen to the ball game. I, I can go. Where are we? Mink coats? Fine.
6: Let's Mickey's go. Oh, no, 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 wait. Signal. See if Mantle takes. Pitch to him all day. Oh, no. They're not the going line to
5: make him out. bunt. Oh, no. Phil, I, I take He lays one down. Quiet, Mary. you waiting for it. It's scooped
6: up the throat of first. Mickey beats it out. He's safe. All right. That's the game for us. Oh, he's with the man on base. Uh, What is it, Mary? I was so going like to say maybe inventory and in try to make the, the night. All right, all right. Where were we? Meet right. Very well. Ranch Natural, a dozen. Ranch Mutation, seven.
5: Ranch Mary. Uh, see who that is. No showings today. Too late. Inventory. Yes, Mr. Munger. Go ahead, Howard. Ranch Mutation, seven. Yeah, that's right. That? Right. Ranch Blue is next with four. Oh, no Mary. What is she doing out there?
7: Look, They've
6: got guns. Harold, Just don't do, it do it anything. Ahead. We're insured. No noise. The hands up. No fuss. No much. No bother. All right. We'll conference on the mound. Okay. Bob, jumpy out there. Come on,
5: the ball, make it quick. No, no,
6: one and one. no not the vault, Mister. No, I beg you, no. Wait a minute.
5: What's the end? Please, my partner can't be locked in the vault. His heart, sick man, balling. weak heart. What's, What's the inning? What's the
6: score? Top of the ninth Five. Yankees are up. Turns it's the mantle tied up. I agree. i mantle bundled, but I beg you. Shut up and pitch. get in the vault. That's one on caught just in time. Iron on the outside. Ball. I will get you 3 walking. and, go and one. Doing and Hey, I said it a boss? Please. If they oh, bearer, I'll die. A die. I'll die. I'll die. i oh, time Yes, 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 yes Time right. Okay. And they it ball like all three. Three and one. one. Of you can set it yourself for five knows what's coming. They've you walked in Any season. I know like I know first. In the dirt. Ball four. Two men out. Come on Top of the night. Now are you picked Go for the natural for big sight. See what I mean. Walk go for the double plot McCormick. Ed, Tom Russo. Ed, I'm up at Safe and Lofts. On that 30th Street fur heist. Moncton and Follinsbury, you know? Mm-hmm. What's cooking? Old shoes and cabbages, Ed. The Safe and Lofts men don't like the way it smells. Now, what was the haul there, by the way? That's part of the stink, Ed. $90,000 worth of prime furs, only the best. The stick-up men knew just where the wild mink was. Turned up their noses at the ranch stuff. Seemed to know they'd catch the partners at inventory. An Inside job, huh? Insurance? Yeah, complications, Ed, complications. As far as that goes, insurance, that is. Moncton, that's
7: one of the partners. Moncton suddenly discovers the other, Follinsby, let the insurance lapse.
5: Mm-hmm. He's blowing his top. A lot of wild charges, Ed. He's in a real... All right, where do
6: I come in? Have these detectives got anything ready for me? Not yet. Monkton's screaming like a mad dog in the meat house. The boys up here thought you might get something out of them, Ed. All right, bring them down. Ah. Too late to catch the night game anyway.
5: You... You have to forgive my partner's hysteria, Mr. McCormick. His entire life is... His entire savings are involved in our company. Aren't you an equal partner, Mr. Follinsbee? Equal, yes. Of course equal. A partnership of 30 years standing, but eggs and baskets, you know. I have real estate. I beg you, Mr. McCormick, I urge you, if you can induce him to... To adopt some self-control. Well, Mr.
3: Follinsby means his partner's been uh, accusing him of fingering the job, Mr.
6: McCormick. But that's
4: impossible. It's utterly impossible. Miss Olney, unmo-
6: please, one thing at a time. So huh? I with
4: Mr. Follinsby and Mr. Monkton for 25 years. They Neither of them do any such thing. Why, they're the closest Miss friends, Ol- much less business Miss Olney,
6: please,
5: in good time.
6: Detective Russo, did Mr. Monkton say anything in your presence to substantiate this claim, this accusation? The
5: efficiency, Mr. McCormick, the, the efficiency and speed of the operation, the robbery, the fact of the insurance... Oh, which, uh, which, by the way, I understand has been allowed to lapse by you, is that so? And not for the first time, Mr. McCormick. Miss Only will bear me out. The company is always, in the past... Allowed us a few days leeway in restoring the policy who would expect to be, to be caught between expiration and renewal.
6: Uh, Mr. Follinsby, I understand your partner is a sick man, presently under physician's care. He's
4: practically in shock, Mr. McCormick. He wouldn't have said any of those terrible things to Mr. Follinsby if he'd realized what he was saying. Of course,
6: of course. You're considerably overwrought yourself. It's been difficult, I suppose, on all of you.
5: You must believe me, Mr. McCormick. I am less concerned over our loss than I am over what has suddenly happened to our friendship. Thirty years, Mr. McCormick. Good times and bad. Moncton and Follinsby. And to have such accusations, such hysteria... Well, having heard
6: some of the details from the safe and loft detectives, I was going to suggest that, since there's nothing that can be done until the investigation bears fruit anyway... I was going to suggest that perhaps you and your partner, provided you can persuade him... I
4: can talk to him, Mr. McCormick. I'm sure I can talk to him.
6: Fine. Then you persuade him, in view of what I understand was going on when the robbery took place, to go with his old friend, robbery or no robbery, up to the stadium tomorrow.
4: The stadium? Uh, oh.
6: Yes. After all, it's the Yankees' last home game before the series. Maybe Bob Turley will win his 23rd.
4: I'll uh, try to persuade him. Do.
6: I take it that's all right with you, Mr. Follisby. A ball game?
4: Isn't there something
5: you can do, Mr. McCormick?
6: On evidence, yes. Otherwise, well, what have I got to go on, Mr. Follisby? One man did all the talking and the other had the scar across his nose. And that isn't very much. Enjoy the game.
5: You're sure you're all right, Phil? Yes, fine. The best medicine in the world.
6: You know, I I, I couldn't thank you too much, Hal. A wonderful idea, this ball game. And ashamed, uh, I tell you, if I could forget the things I said yesterday.
5: Skip it, Phil. Yeah,
6: well, still it all. Uh, 30 fur coats and 800 pelts. Well, I look at it this way this is the seventh inning stretch, this, uh, this uh, loss. We got knocked down, so we stand up and we stretch. (laughs) And we settle down and start all over again. Yeah, you and I, 30 years, we have our health.
5: Harold. Harold. What? What is it, Phil? Your heart? No. Look. Down there. Coming into the box. Going into the box? The
6: the one with the can of beer. I
5: I don't see... What is it? Who? Who?
6: You can stand there and ask me who. The other one. That's Who? The one who went for the first. There. there. Looking around. Now, with the beer.
3: There, that one. Look, I can't point.
5: Next to the woman, the woman with the hat in the next box. The crazy hat. You, you may be right, Phil. He's got a funny nose. Funny nose is
6: right. Half nose, half scar.
5: Telephone. Telephone. Behind the grandstand.
3: Hurry, Harold, the telephone. <laughs>
7: Detective Bowen. Detective Bowen, this is Edward McCormick, Special Bureau Assistant District Attorney. Yes, Mr. McCormick, that's in Manhattan?
6: Yes, that's right. I've just had a call from a fur robbery victim, a Mr.
7: Harold Collinsby. Take that down, please. Follinsby, got it. Yes, sir, but I... I... you find him in grandstand seat A-77,
6: his partner with him. They've spotted one of the men they think did the heist down in front of a... in a front box.
7: Yes, sir, grandstand seat A-77. Where, sir?
6: Where? For Pete's sake, Bowen... Is there any place left but the Yankee Stadium? For that matter, were there ever any real baseball any place else in New York? Get over there with a couple of men before the Yankees win this one, too.
5: Point out the man, Mr. Collinsby. The heavy set one.
7: Straw hat. Next to the dame in the dizzy hat. That's the one. That's the one. All right, keep it down, Mr. Martin. Keep it down. You sure not? That's him, for heaven's sakes. All right. Okay, Dave, you go up the aisle, come down the other, work around the other end of the box in case he makes a break that way. I'll wait for you to get there before I make the grab. Well, Detective, what about... You Too. they want you to go down to Mr. McCormick's office in Manhattan. We'll bring the man in for you to identify. You want us to leave the game? Right
6: now. Hurry up. All right, of course, of course, sir. Uh... Uh, will you tell
3: us what Barrett does?
6: Just about ready, Miss McCormick. Any time you are. Uh, Waiting for one witness, Sergeant. Get the stenographer to note the names and appearances of the lineup, please. Right. Thank you.
5: Mary, we got him. We got him. Oh, Miss which one? Man Cut who... it
6: out. Now, I warned you gentlemen not to discuss the suspect with each other or with Miss Olney when she arrives. Miss Olney, take a seat, please, and listen to me. Very well. All right. In that next room, we've prepared a lineup. The suspect you men claim to have spotted at the ball. Claim, he says. Huh? Are you going to cooperate, Mr. Moncton? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Suspect has been told to take any place in the lineup he chooses. You'll see upwards of a dozen men in there. They're detectives, clerks, and the officers around here. One or two of them are building workers. I'm going to ask you to go in there, look at the lineup, then come out here and then tell me or Detective Russo, nobody else, in a whisper, in fact. I'll repeat that, in a whisper, which of the men in the lineup you recognize as one of those who robbed your place. You understand? Perfectly. Yes, of course. Fine. Now, just a minute. Pardon me, I forgot something. One at a time. Mr. Moncton, go with Detective Russo. I've asked you, Miss Olney, not to talk to the other witnesses. Now, will you please? That was quick. Mr. Moncton, sit down. Keep your thoughts to yourself. Tom? Made him right off the bat, Ed. Fifth from the left, Huggy Moran. This is all monkey business. It's the man. I'd know him anyway. Quiet! Who's next, Mr. McCormick? Mr. Follinsley, go ahead. And remember... Understood. Understood. Uh, and what happens next? If he's the man, we'll, well, talk to him. You ought to know, Mr. Moncton, that whatever identification you may make is still a long way from a conviction to say nothing of the fact that he may decide to work for a recommendation from this office by cooperating. I don't
4: understand what you're talking about. We
6: want the name of his accomplice, Miss Olney. The firm wants its furs back. Now, altogether... Sit down,
1: Mr. Fowler, for you. Uh... Mm-hmm. Not so good. We had seven men
3: with
6: scars in a lineup. Collinsley made two false starts, and only then made Moran. Mm-hmm. But he's not sure—not too sure. The man who left the insurance lapse. Huh? That's it. All right, Miss Olney, come with me, please. Detective Russo, stay with these people. Yes, sir.
5: All right, all of you, one step
6: forward. Put on your hats. Take off your hats. You, third from the right. You, face this way. Pick up your head. All right, all of you. Left profile, turn right. Right profile, turn left. Okay, face front. Thank you, Detective. Miss Only. Yes, sir. Come over here, please. Anyone there you know?
4: No, sir. Nobody? No, sir. I never I saw any of those men in my
6: life. Thank you, Miss Olney. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that's all. Detective, bring that man back to the witness room while we give the results to the stenographer. Now you three, just contain yourselves for a moment. Do not converse among yourselves. Tom? Yeah? The girl drew a blank. Girl, she's forty. If she's a day, I'd trying to look to her. Yeah, well, never mind about that. How smart is Puggy Moran? Anybody stupid enough to take a piece of an armed robbery with three convictions behind him owes the IQ people a hundred points. What's your idea, Ed? Well, I pretended in there that the girl had recognized him. Mm -hmm. Suppose we turn the positive one loose on Puggy, uh, the Moncton. Yeah. You think Puggy will give? It's your case. Well, what else have we got? Mr. Moncton. Yes, yes, right, right. Will you come with me, please, into the next room? That's the one.
3: Look at that face. That's the one.
6: Well, Puggy, what do you say?
3: Drag a guy out of the ballgame with Barra up. Last home game before the series. You got a knife. That's all right,
6: Puggy. You play your cards right, and you'll be back playing shortstop on the north wing team at Ossining.
3: Very funny, very, very funny. What's the charge? What's the rat?
6: Mr. Moncton, let me introduce you to Puggy Moran, old-time heist man. Been in the safe and loft business longer than you've been in the furlough. A liar! I swear to my dying day, he was the man. Listen, Mr. Moran, I don't want your life. Think of mine. Mr. Moncton. $90,000, the death to my business, my
3: family, prison trial, whatever Mr. Moncton, please. Give me back my first. Be human. You're killing me.
4: I beg you. Mr. Moncton.
3: Great act. Put him on the TV. Well, that's got a bad heart. It's no act, you coon.
6: Bucket! I watch Bucket. I need my Venice. All right, Mr. Mungin. We'll take care of you. Russo, Tom, get Dr. Lickheim on the double. He's up in part four testifying. Oh, Phil. You no, have oh, oh, done to you? Stay out of there, both of you. Don't hold yourself.
4: <laughs>
6: All right, Miss Olney, drink this. Mr. Monk. It's just water. Now, calm yourself. You you think a lot of Mr. Monkton, don't you?
4: Thirty years I've been together. Twenty of them with me. Won't you tell me how he is?
6: Angina, Miss Only. Oh. Like a red-hot iron through the heart. You've known him a long time. You know how he takes things.
4: Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Don't let anything happen. Don't let it happen.
6: Oh. It's going to happen sooner or later, Mary, I shall be now. Oh,
4: what? What do you say? I'm
6: asking. You. You've known Mr. Moncton 20 years. Who was it helped to break his heart? I'm asking you now. How long have you known Puggy Moran? Get the picture. In order to help you further your education while you're serving in the armed forces, you sappy the United States Armed Forces Institute is now offering a series of telecourses, courses of study on film conducted by qualified high school and college teachers. In addition to their classroom experience, these teachers are familiar with the special problems of film or television instruction. But the USAFI telecourses have not been produced solely for military television stations. They can be shown anywhere on a standard 16-millimeter projector, so if you are interested in enrolling in one of these excellent filmed courses, find out what courses are being offered. Then enroll with USAfi and let a telecourse be your guide. Go ahead, Puggy. Get yourself in deeper with every lie you tell. What are you going to say when I put a witness on the stand to testify you've been living with Mary as Mr. and Mrs. Frank Mercer at the West Side Hotel for the last three months? No comment. All the witnesses you like, dime a dozen, you pay... And the hotel register to prove it, signed in the same Spencerian handwriting. Come clean, Puggy, you're dead. The girl had nothing
3: to do with it. She talked, Puggy. Never. She looked me in the eye in a lineup I seen her shake her head. She never seen me. She never made me. You're pulling a fast one. Puggy, I'll
6: tell you the truth. And I'll expect no more, no less from you. You're right. Mary only didn't identify you. Right, then you
3: got nothing. No, ice. and she knew from that.
6: Only, only when her old boss went to the brink of death because of you and the other stick-up man. Only then, Puggy, did she come through.
7: Oh, no. Oh, yes.
6: Enough to earn you 30 to life as a fourth offender. You don't believe it still? Ask her for yourself. Mary. Mary, you heard the previous conversation outside? Yes, sir. Was what I said the truth? Yes, sir. Will you do now what you said you would? Of your own accord?
4: Yes, sir. Huggy, whatever happens... I'm still me, Puggy. Wherever they send you, whenever you get out, it'll still be m- me for you. So, so...
5: What are you doing to me, McCormick? Oh,
4: Puggy, he only wants you to tell where Mr. Muggen can get his furs back, Puggy. I never knew it would have kill him. The furs and, and the other man, you have to tell him who he was. He don't care about me. I, I don't care about I've got me. to warn
6: you again, Miss Olney, as an accomplice, what you're saying now may be used against I you. I don't
4: care. I don't care. I care about Puggy. He has to help you. You said if he cooperate, you said if he'd come clean, you'd talk to the court for him.
5: Set straight, set straight, McCormick. You heard her,
4: Puggy. You have to. Otherwise, it's a life sentence, Puggy. Oh, Puggy, it'll be all right, Mister McCormick. Let me tell you everything, and then you'll see. He isn't a bad man, Mister McCormick. He's a wonderful man. Twenty years I knew them, slave for them, work for them, and never. Never any kindness. I was only another office machine, typewriter, adding machine, billing machine, and Mary only. But this for the first time in my life, this man was kind to me. Can't you understand, Mr. McCormick? He was kind to me. Oh, God, go ahead? He knows.
6: McCormick, a deal. Nothing. Not for me. But a girl. As a cooperative witness, I'll do my best for her. A rap? No promises. But maybe a lesser plea might be granted by the court.
4: Oh, I'll wait for you, Puggy. I'll wait. It'll be me for you whenever, whatever, no matter.
7: You, I
1: believe. You,
7: the A, I, for the girl, I, I got to go along with you. It's just an One thing.
3: Yes? You got a newspaper, radio, anything? I mean, what did Yogi do? Our side won. The story you just heard was drawn from New York City and based on stories of the criminal law as detailed by Eliezer Lipsky, former assistant district attorney. The names of all persons and places were changed. Indictment is written by Alan Sloan, produced by Nathan Kroll, and directed by Paul Roberts. Nat Poland is starred as Edward McCormick, Jack Arthur is heard as Tom Russo. Also in the cast were Martin Blaine, Joseph Boland, Grace Matthews, Bernard Grant, Joseph Julian, Roger DeCoven, and Sam Gray. This is Dick Noel inviting you to listen next week at this same time for another Indictment.
2: Back Well, some uh, fascinating baseball stuff in this episode. Uh, And I think the date of September 1958 is pretty uh, well uh, established, Uh, mainly by the reference to Bob Turley. Uh, Turley was a Yankees pitcher. He did not hit 23 games, one in 1958, but he did get to 21. So I'm kind of thinking that this was written like early September when they thought he might get to 23. And this was actually Turley's big outstanding season. He won 21 games, threw 19 complete games, 6 shutouts, won the Cy Young Award, the Sporting News uh, Pitcher of the Year, and the World Series MVP. Uh, he was 27 years old that season, and he never won as many as 10 games uh, the rest of his career. Uh, and, yeah, was pretty much out of baseball uh, within five years. So that right there uh, sets the date. Another thing, of course, is that little reference when the uh, was confusion of where uh, he was referring to in terms of the seating. And the assistant district attorney uh, said that was the only place that you would play baseball in New York City. And then made the suggestion that uh, that was probably the only place where uh, real baseball had ever been played in New York City was at Yankee Stadium. Now, this is a shot by the writers at the Dodgers and Giants, who had recently departed New York for Los Angeles and San Francisco. As if to say, who needs you anyway? There was never any real baseball play. Don't tell us about that whole shot heard round the world thing. And don't even mention Willie Mays or... The team's John McGraw man. It's only real baseball is at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> All right, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Vincent, Patreon supporter since June 2019, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Vincent. And that'll wrap it up for today. Join us back here on Monday for Casey Crime Photographer. Tuesday for the Australian version of the Fat Man, and next Saturday, it's Under Arrest. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.